Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. That you have fellowship with God. Keeping it holy means you desire nothing on this day other than his presence. Amen. Alright, so before I continue teaching, um, I have one of my pastors here. Uh, help me welcome El Pichas, son. Now my pastors are complete. <laughs> yeah. Please have your seat. Happy Chasam, bring us greetings. Thank you, Apostle. Good morning, church. I'm so happy to be back home and uh, want to take this opportunity to appreciate Apostle and also the other pastors. I'm now back in Nairobi. Hey, Marzi. Wow. Um, Tokana is what part of Kenya? North. Rift. It's part of Rift. Okay. I don't know why she loved those parts. But now she has been thrust to Nairobi. So she's here and she's home. Yeah. So now my pastoral team is complete. Those of you who are laughing at me, there is one pastor missing. My team is now complete. Amen. <laughs> you understand? I'm the one now laughing. Yes. I, I believe God has given me some of the most wonderful pastors 
Um, at least I, now I can say that. Yes. Um, the rest I don't know. I'm saying what I know. You get a point. God has given me some of the most wonderful pastors. Uh, Pastor Edwin is a wonderful man. Yes, he is. Uh, Pastor Edwin is older than me, I know. He doesn't like talking about it. But I know he's older than me. Yes. When I look at his bones, I can tell. (laughs) But I sometimes and most times feel as though I give birth to him. Yes, he makes me feel like that. Um, He doesn't give me unnecessary praises. Um, But I do feel the relationship is real and genuine. Um, I can instruct him. Yes. And do so without thinking what is he thinking there are people I know I have to fast and pray before I instruct them Um, I don't have to fast and pray to tell him to do something and that relationship has been this way um, since the days of Kenya Polytechnic you know yeah even way before he became a pastor you know, so such are rare. And by your own selves, you can tell that such men are rare. All my pastors have been with me for a very long time. Um, LP Lisa from Moy Avenue up to today. Same with LP Chesank and LP burials from Moy Avenue up till today. Um, And they have been very faithful and very loyal. I can't say much about you. I'm saying what I know. Uh, Do you understand? I'm saying what I know. Yes. And um, I believe that you have to be wicked to hate these pastors or not like these pastors. Do you understand? Like there's something not so correct with you. Do you get it? That you don't like a pastor. Only Satan doesn't like us. You get the point now? Yeah. (laughs) To not like pastors is a big problem. (laughs) Tiro. Yeah. You must love your past. Anyway, we'll come to that in the message. But I'm just saying I appreciate all the pastors. Um, in due season and at the right time, I want to assure you pastors that God will give you ministries. Yes.
And, and I want to say he will give you people not like the people he gave me. Yes, write it down. He will give me people not like the people he gave apostle. It's a prophecy. As for the people he gave me, he has his own reasons. Why he gave them to me. Yes, but for you, he will give you people not like the people he gave me. Yes. I have come to accept that God gave me the people he gave me to humble me. Do you understand? Yes. He has, he's my Lord. And I've accepted my Lord. He gave you me to humble me. Every turn of the way. But for you is my prayer that he doesn't give you the people he gave me. Yes, so your ministries are there, believe it, and they will spring up again. If you're offended by my appreciation of the pastors, Satan is around you. (laughs) Tell him to go far away from you. Get thee behind me. Amen. But that is reality. Nathan, I'm here appreciating your father. You are fighting. Nathan, I'm here appreciating how a wonderful father you have. And you, you are fighting. You are surprised I can see. Ah, my eyes are everywhere. I have eight eyes. When I'm in the church, my eyes are everywhere. So I can see what he's doing. Okay, the fight will continue. <laughs> Leadership of dancing stars do something before somebody's child will be bleeding now, right now. <laughs> hey. So it's a blessing, and it's also a blessing to have you for my humble my humbleness. You're also a blessing in your own way. You get a point now. The Bible says in all things give thanks. Yeah, so in all things I'm learning to give thanks. Yeah, glory to God. Those of you already catching feelings, what what would you now do when I enter the message? (laughs) She said I've never... I've never had hair. There will be a great reward for me in heaven. Yes. I've been given enough instruments of humbling. You get a point? Yeah. So we are on be thankful. And our key text is Colossians 3. The verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be thankful. Father, rain your blessings upon your word. Let it find good grounds to bring forth good harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. And we got to the power of being thankful. Number one, we said saying thanks is a constant part of prayer. Do you have that? What did we say number two is? 
You see why you need notebooks? Yes, because you, there's no way you can memorize all this. Be thankful as an attitude of your life. Amen. Don't say thank you because you have been taught to say thank you. Say thank you because you are truly thankful. Do you get it? Yes. Don't be mina kenke. What did they say I should say to you? Do you understand? No. When you practice mina kenke, do you get it? It means that you are you have just been taught to say thank you, but you are truly not thankful. Are you listening to me? Yeah, so it must be part of our lives that we appreciate the little things that are done for us. Amen. Number three. Now you are here. Yeah. It releases the greatest what? Miracles. A lot of us want so many miracles. Yes. You want God to pay school fees for you. You want God to give you a job. You want God to give you a wife. You want God to give you a husband. You want God to give you children. God, God, give, 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 give. But you are the least thankful. Do you get it? And so now, a lot of the miracles you should have are on hold. Until you truly become thankful. Your next miracle will be because you are thankful. Hey, listen to me. Give me a little volume. That's number three, is it? Number four. Yes, one of the evils of the last days, which is the days we are living in, is that men will be unthankful. Do you understand? Today, men are not thankful to God that he has created them as males. They want to be thankful for what God did not create them to be. Be thankful I am a man. Today women are not thankful that they have been created as women. Are you listening to me? Yeah, They want to be thankful for weird things which God did not create them to be. So be thankful and you will avoid the evils of the last days. One of them being somebody who is becoming unthankful. Yes. You can tell who is thankful by how little complaint they have. And you can tell someone who is unthankful by how much complaints they have. <laughs> Yes, there is, um, I don't know if it's a positive correlation in mathematics. Yes, you know. When you are thankful, you have 
little, you have more tanks, you have little complaints and memories. Get the point now. Then when you are little, your thankfulness is little. You have more complaints. You get the point now. So there's a positive correlation. That's mathematics in case your maths teacher died. <laughs> yes. There's positive correlation in mathematics and negative correlation. Yes, negative correlation is you have less, you are less thankful and you have less complaint. Do you understand? Yes, negative correlation is you are more thankful and you have more complaints. That's negative correlation. Yes, positive is the inverse. It goes in the opposite direction. But I, I know I've lost you right there. Your school is finishing, class three. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Some people don't even understand what I'm talking about in terms of correlation. <laughs> oh, Lord. I didn't say coronation. <laughs> correlation. All right. So, God is helping you. Say amen. So, avoid unthankfulness since it is a sign of the last day evils. Number five. Avoid bearing grudges against the unthankful. (laughs) It is the fight of most pastors to not become bitter. If you are not a pastor, you didn't understand why I say that. Yes, because one of the hearts, there are different hearts, but one of the hearts God gives to pastors is the heart to take people you didn't physically give birth to biologically and make them your own. Do you understand? And people say stepmothers are wicked. But a lot of times stepchildren also end up being extremely wicked. They understand. They are ungrateful. Yes. You know, they have nothing good to say about a woman that has taken them, nurtured them. You know, they are ungrateful also. You, You understand. So... A pastor has especially this battle to not become bitter. Yes. To not, and I, I will be honest, it's also one of my battles. Do you understand? Especially when I have, when I can tell how much of my life I have poured into ungrateful people. Not to talk about resources, just my life. Do you understand? If you like, roll your eyes. I'll still teach what I'm teaching. So, there is a great fight. It's a battle. You know, to see somebody and still pray the right prayer. And not pray the wrong prayer. 
Just because you have seen somebody. Do you understand? You are praying for grace. And then when the person entered the church, then you change to judgment. Oh Lord. You, you tell the Lord, hold on the grace for now. It's time for judgment. It's a battle. Yes. <laughs> you start screaming, be my oh Lord. Be my oh Lord. Yes. Is is Lord move to the realm of I reap. <laughs> I will for I will. An eye for an eye. Lord, they have plugged one of my eyes. Plug a double of their eyes. Yes. You know, it's a battle. Yes. Let me tell you something. One of the most difficult things of life is to remain sweet. Oh, I've just said it. Yes. Yes. Many men can remain sweet. Yes. Many women cannot remain sweet. Yes. Many women easily become bitter. Yes. As life goes on, women become more bitter than men. Do you understand? Yes. They become more bitter. Yeah. What I could have had that I, I didn't get, you know, all those. And then the experiences of their lives. Yes. Make women more susceptible to bitterness than men. Are you listening to me? So you need to, even as a woman, even if you're not a pastor, you need to guide your heart. Yes. So that you don't succumb to bitterness. Yes. Some of you are here. You find forgiving impossible. Yes. You smile. Well, you pretend you're smiling. But the truth is that deep down, your heart is like a volcano. Yes. And you see, that deception is what I say is one of the greatest deception. You can lie to everybody, but you can't lie to yourself. Are you listening to me? A lot of people don't... Something that happened in... 2019, the person is in the church waiting for a moment where they will show you that it is your time to harvest what you did against me. Yes. Win for, listen, one woman, when one of my pastors was leaving, rejoiced greatly and she said, I have been praying this pastor out of the church. And it has finally happened. You see, that's why I have a problem with you. Meanwhile, God answered the prayer for my pastor to leave. He hasn't answered your, your prayer for 300 shillings to buy unga. That's how you know that you are a practicing witch. 
I, I told you this year the messages are going to be hot. That's how you know that you are a practicing witch. And many women who do not forgive easily become witches and they become bitter witches. Oh yeah. Some people, you see one day God told uh, Moses that he will have war with Amalek. That's God though. He says, I will have war with Amalek and he says from generation to generation. That God has decided that as for Amalek, you are my fighting partner. I am going to fight Amalek from generation to generation. Look at it. He said, I will, will have war with Amalek. Are you here? The teaching is from the Bible. Good. So some of you, in an attempt to become like God, you have decided I will have war with him from generation to generation. I don't know if you know that this Exodus 17, 16 is the reason God sent um, Saul to go and wipe out the Amalekites. If I, I think God had gotten tired, do you get it? Of the war he had with Amalek. Amalek. So he said, finally, I have chosen me a servant. Who will go and finish and round up the whole war? Do you understand? So Saul, go down to Amalek, leave nothing behind. Not children, not pregnant women, not husbands, leave not even their cattle. I don't want to ever hear one day in the sheep market that there is a condo from Amalek. Even the condo, the Amalekite condo was to be killed. When you see somebody and their presence offends you, you see that you are an Amalekite. You you have a war with Amalek. Yes. I'm not going to get a lot of amens, but the message is nice. Me, Me now, I can tell the message is nice. Yes. So it was that war God had with Amalek that he said, finally I found a shepherd who will go and conclude the war and then I don't want to fight Amalek again from generation, finish it once and for all. And Saul went down there and misbehaved. You hear the point now? Yes. So he told Saul, spare them not. So the undergirding reason for this instruction was God's war with Amalek. And let me show, shock you. He had war with Amalek because of what Amalek did when he brought his firstborn child from bondage. They did not welcome God's firstborn child when he brought them out of bondage. That I'm talking about Israel. 
They rather chose to fight Israel when they were but few in number. Be careful who you are fighting because the fight you have with somebody may contract a generational fight with a power that is higher than yourself. So you are fighting me today and then God will have a war with your generations. Bima has returned. <laughs> Think Bima has returned. Yes. <laughs> Look at it. Thus said the Lord of hosts. I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. How he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Verse 3. Now go and smite Amalek. And utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not. But slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. And Saul gathered the people together as though he was even going to obey God. (laughs) And you see God's response to Saul that he did not do what he instructed him to do. Yes. Many, 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 many years later, the Jews had to fight a descendant of Amalek when they were in um, the province of King Artaxerxes. Yes. The almost slaughter of the Jews in the 127 provinces, talking now about the book of Esther, could have been avoided if Saul had obeyed God. The war with Amalek would have been over. Yes. So you see that even a far, far down descendant of Amalek just hated them until he wanted to wipe out the entire nation of Jews. And he set a specific day to do that. Yeah. So, your disobedience today, believe you me, has a far-reaching consequence than you can ever imagine. Yes. So, those of you who have war with Amalek and you are walking around holding people in your heart, hating people you should be loving, careful, be careful what you sow. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, that is number what? Number five. Avoid bearing grudges against the unthankful. Yeah. If you are not careful, unthankful people will turn you into a bitter man. They will turn you into a bitter woman. Yeah. Choose sweet spirit. Yeah. Tell your sister, choose sweet spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is a sweet spirit. Yes. The Holy Spirit is not as bitter as you are. He's a sweet spirit. Is somebody here? He's a sweet spirit. Yeah. That's why the presence of the Holy Spirit gives you a kind of emotion that is, is, is wonderful. Yeah, he's a sweet spirit. Yeah. That's why I say, sweet Holy Spirit. 
Sweet heavenly dove. He's a sweet heavenly dove. He's a sweet. If you meet somebody who has the Holy Spirit, they cannot be bitter like you. The Holy Spirit is a gentle spirit. Are you sure you want us to go there? When you meet somebody and they are full of the Holy Spirit, they are not as cantankerous as you are. They are gentle. Yes. Me, I have met women chuma. Women chuma. Yes. I have met women chuma. Hey, women that are chuma like. Yes. Chuma like women. I have met them. Yes. But you see, the Holy Spirit is gentle. Yes, He's gentle. You hear the Holy Spirit screaming. Yeah. I have a problem with all screaming women. I've declared war on all screaming women. When my wife starts shouting, I tell her, watch your tone. I have a problem with all screaming women. Yes. Ah. No shouting here. Yes. No shouting here. Yes. I mean, where did you get that from? Do you understand? Chuma. Chuma. Gadoshi. I shouldn't mind them. I I should just stay with Chuma. Okay. I I should never listen to that side. Hey, the Holy Spirit is gentle. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is soft. Hey. Is it when we find a woman who is rough? It means there's a problem with where you came from. There's any woman who is rough, just rough. Because watch this God created man from the dust of the ground, original creation, ground. We are allowed to be rough. You, when He wanted to create you, He created you. From what he created, which was already soft, smooth. So he took a piece of the man's rib and he made a womb. So where did you get your nature from? I'm talking to you. You, you, you. You're the one I'm talking. Where did you get your nature from? (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. A woman should be amiable. Yes. A woman should be malleable. Yes. We should be able to, you know, bend you without you breaking. Yes. You should have some sort of malleability as part of your nature. But you, once we make the sign, we are coming, we hear, you are broken. Because the thing is, you are not malleable. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You are like a piece of stick. Yes. You can't, stick is not, stick does not have malleability. Yes. 
Rubber has malleability. You can bend rubber. You can bend it to the, the particular posture or um, symbol or figure you want it. You, you are wood. We do, we hear pa. Once you snap, pa. Wahala did the house. Do you understand? You have snapped. Do you get it? You have snapped. You're not supposed to snap. You're supposed to be, which was supposed to bend you this way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because they don't like the message. But I'm still teaching the message. Yes. You're not supposed to be like a stick. Not at all. Yes. Like melted rubber. Yes. <laughs> so, listen to me carefully. Don't become bitter. Yes. Especially women. Yeah. Don't become bitter. Many men fight. We can fight with women. And then, few days after, we don't even remember what we, we fought about. Yes. Many men are like that. But a woman will remember the exact details. The date. What you were wearing. Where you were standing. The position of the sun. What you said. How you did your hand. A woman remembers. Can you see why you are bitter and the man has moved on? In fact, a lot of women get angry that the man is alright by morning. I mean, why are you okay? We just fought a few hours ago. Why are you okay? She expects you to carry the anger to work, return and continue. And then she sees you and you are fine. That one is even a, a call for another level of fight. Why are you fine? Yes. We haven't finished and you, you are already fine. I mean, why are you fine? Eh? You, you, you didn't even address the issues. Careful. Careful. You'll be a bitter woman. Yes. And some of you are young, but you're already bitter. Yes. You're young, but you're already bitter. Let me say to all of you, all of you who think that, oh, one day you point to this guy and say, you made me bitter is not true. Bitterness is a choice. Yes. You make the choice. Yes. It is a choice. I choose to be bitter. Yes, I choose not to be bitter. You cannot fight me that I choose not to be bitter. Come on now. Jackie, are you listening to me? Yes. Tall people become easily bitter. <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> Where is that one coming from? <laughs> I needed to say something. <laughs> According to my experience, it is short people that become bitter. According to my experience. Yes. <laughs> you see, I've changed it. Yes. Yeah. Short people. Short people don't let things go easily. 
I'm talking about short women. <laughs> if you don't believe me, have try having a fight with Sister Lynette. You see? That's my message. It's true. Yes. Forever in this church, you see that Lynette will mark you down. From generation to generation. (laughs) Why they cannot just easily let something go? I don't understand. I can't think far. I can't think far. (laughs) Hey. Let me not tell you a story about Sister Lynette. <laughs> she almost finished a whole human being because of a color of t-shirt. <laughs> uh, so as you go about doing duties in church, always pray to the Lord. May I not have a problem with Sister Lynette? Yes. And then you will forever be happy in this church. Yes. <laughs> Why short women don't let matters go easily? I think I'll ask the Lord when I see him. Yes. It's a, it must be part of their composition. Yes. Number six. Did I give you number six? Unthankfulness is a door to many evils. Some of you are experiencing many evils because of unthankfulness. You have never been truly thankful for anything done for you. And I'm not saying saying thank you. That's different from being thankful. Yes. There's a difference between saying thank you and then you are thankful. You see, saying thank you is from your mouth. Being thankful is your disposition. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. So, a lot of us, we open evil doors because we are not thankful. Glory to God. Did I give you number seven? All right, number seven. Saying thanks is a weapon that neutralizes diseases in food. Wow. Saying thanks is a weapon that neutralizes diseases in food. Go with me to First Timothy 4 verse 3. To five. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat. Now, in case you're wondering, this is part of the evils of the last day. So, just a quick 
view, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. What I'm coming to say is not me who is saying it. The Spirit is speaking it expressly. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Don't be surprised when you see Christians becoming unchristian. Believers, so-called believers, becoming unbelievers. Do you understand? Don't be surprised if you see a mass exodus of people from the church and from the faith. In fact, COVID took so many so-called Christians and they are yet to ever return. That's COVID. That's just COVID. Do you understand? Today they don't believe in going to church. Yeah. I I saw somebody with a t-shirt and written behind the t-shirt is we left church and not God. Watch this. Let me show you the foolishness of such a you know, when you see something like that, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it was the church we left, not God. You know, let me tell you this. You cannot separate God from his church. God and his church are inseparable. Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking of the fact that he died for his church. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself efficiency. So, if you think you left the church, I am also telling you, as per my knowledge of the scripture, that you left God. You cannot leave the church and not leave God. He loved the church, look, and gave himself for it. He gave, what what you are saying you are leaving, he died and gave himself for it. (laughs) So, ignorant people say, yeah, we left the church, but we didn't leave God. Careful. You see, I say that, and I'm going to make it something I say all the time. The less people know, the more argumentative they are. The people who know little are the most loud in argument. He gave himself for the church. You are saying we left church and not God. Try separating God from his bride, the church. Are you listening to me? Even if you divorce, if you like go and divorce, whoever you married first is your husband. There's, don't, don't believe in nonsense. Uh, 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 I might as well relax and teach. This is our church. You decided this is the guy I'm bringing to God's altar. And I'm going to say, I do. You do. Do you do? I do. We do. We are doing you are going to be doing even from now till eternity. 
you do, I do. We, we do. Pastor, we do. Can we go now? Go and do. It's forever. The judge may grant you a certificate of divorce. God didn't grant you a certificate of divorce. Careful. Because some of you, when we teach you or the pastors advise you about your relationship, you take it for granted. Yeah. It's not a joke. Almost all the women David married were somebody's wife. You see that when they talked about David's wife, they will mention Abigail and then they will say the wife of Nabal. Number two is not counted. I feel it. Yes. Even in death, the freedom, you see, as long as I am alive, and as long as um, my wife is alive, before God, the marriage is intact. Even the freedom you derive from the death of a spouse is just so you can marry and not commit adultery. So Paul said, as long as the husband or the wife is alive, but when he dies, I think Romans 7 or so, do you understand? Yes. When you now marry, is not an adulterous marriage. But if he's alive, she's alive. And then you say, I got divorced. You go marry. Do you understand? In the sight of God, is the first. Is the first. That is why you must consider seriously what I am teaching you in that, listen, you cannot separate his bride from him. Are you listening to me? Yes. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. <laughs> There's even a caveat. Only in the Lord. So, she must be saved and he must be saved only in the Lord. Careful. Yes. So, don't be fooled. When you read something like that, yeah, yeah, it was, the church was the problem. The church has always been a problem. Well, newsflash, the church is his wife. And you cannot separate him from his wife. If you're separated from his wife, you're separated from him. Because the bond makes them one. Let me see you wearing that t-shirt. We left church. Yes, we didn't leave God. (laughs) It's your ignorance. 
is your ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. Jeremy is processing what I'm saying. He can see his wife. <laughs> he can see his wife. <laughs> Amen. I'm praying to live long, you know, to see people like that marry. Amen. You, you say you are not going to marry. It's okay. Yeah. I have moved on to the next generation. Yeah, I'm waiting for them. Yes. <laughs> I've moved on. To, I'm waiting for other wives now. Yes, and other husbands now. <laughs> you, you have made it clear that I will not marry. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> hey, careful. So, back to my scripture. <laughs> First Timothy 4. <laughs> it's not easy. Oh. Some people wish that they had all these things I have to teach before they married. Yes. Some have even heard what I'm teaching, but they are not even making any better choice. <laughs> you got a point now. Yeah. So, you may wish, but it doesn't mean that if I had met you, you know, and, I, and you are hearing these teachings, you are going to make any better choice. It doesn't necessarily, because the proof is that there are people hearing it today who are still choosing monkey. (laughs) Amen. So some will depart from the faith. So when you leave the church, listen, it is the faith you are departing from. Faith and God are inseparable. You can't separate faith from God. It's not possible. Giving heed to seducing spirits. The reason you no longer love God is because you have been seduced. Oh, and seduction is nice. Oh, seduction is beautiful. Hey, women are masters of seduction. Oh, yeah. Yes, women are... Men rarely seduces a woman. They are not gifted. But women are the masters of seduction. The way she will even walk in front of you. I had a Muslim friend. He's still my friend. And uh, we were one day at the gym. And a beautiful lady with enough substance was passing. And he was staring. 
He, man, he stared. He looked. He looked. He didn't care who was looking. He was looking. So I told him, ah, that's not polite. Stop, stop. It's not polite to stare, by the way. Yes. It's not polite to stare. Yeah. You should, you should have a way you look like you are not looking. <laughs> you're looking, but, you're, but don't stare. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, it's not polite. Some of you, when we are talking to you, you stare at us. You frighten us. Yeah, some of you, you just open your eyes and you're looking at us like we are talking to you and you're staring. You, you make us afraid. <laughs> you scare us. You got a point now. So I told him, no, it's not polite. Don't, don't. Don't stare. So he told me, uh, he, he calls me ready. He said, ready, don't worry. He said, in the Quran, it is written that Satan sits on women bum bum. And then they call as they are walking. And the bum bum goes like this, goes like this. They say, kujapa, kujapa. So the Satan on top of the bum bum is what is calling me. <laughs> and he was responding to the call. Yes. That's the first time I heard such a thing. That's why I've never forgotten it up to today. Yes. He <laughs> says that the, the, the demon says, come here. Yes. And he says that's why all men look at women's bum bum. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a resident demon. Yes, that keeps calling men. You get the point now. That's why you have to make covenant with your eyes. Job 30 or 31 verse 1. <laughs> I have made covenant with my eyes that I shall not look lustfully upon a maid. Yes, I've made covenant with my eyes. Yes, and a young man must make covenant. If you are young, make, forget the old people. If you are a young man, make covenant with your eyes. Yes. Not to look with lust at a young woman. Yes. Give me the message version. I made a solemn pact with myself never to undress a girl with my eyes. And men are the masters of undressing. A sister is innocently talking to a brother, and the brother is not there. How do I say he's not there? Swahili. Are you He he has removed the top jacket. He has removed the brazier. He has removed the skirt. He has removed the panty. And he, as, as the sister is talking to him, he's already in bed with her. Uh, yes. Men are masters of undressing. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm teaching. Yeah. When I was growing up, this was my favorite scripture. Yes. When I was in my teenage years, this was my favorite scripture. Yes. And if you also make it your favorite scripture, you will not be fixated on looking and lasting. Yes, there's such a thing as looking and lasting. Yes. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Careful. Yeah. Because whatever you become fixated on controls you. Yeah. It will control you. Are you listening to me? The men have decided don't listen to me. Gohan does not understand why he, can, he has to make this his favorite scripture. Apostle, why should I make a covenant? Covenant with my eyes. No, 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 no. Talk about another covenant. <laughs> Talk about another covenant. As for this covenant, no, 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 no. I've made a solemn part with myself. Yes, with myself. Never to undress a girl with my eyes. There are two ways to undress a woman. With your eyes and with your hands. We are not even talking about hands. Some boys are masters of removal of brazier. They'll put their hand, tap, the thing will snap. They have removed. And they'll masters. <laughs> masters. <laughs> masters of removal. Yes. <laughs> hey. They know all the braziers and how to unhook it. Yes. They have PhD in braziers. <laughs> true or not true? Yes. <laughs> Careful. Are you here or you've gone home? Yeah. Back to my first Timothy 4. First Timothy is just bringing so many things. Yeah. Seducing spirits. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad to see people seduced by Satan outside the church. Yeah. They are seduced by Satan and taken away from the church. It's a sad thing. Yes. And today in our world, there are many things that seduces us. Yes. You see, so when you see somebody departing from the faith, you will see that they have given attention to seducing spirits. One of the things that can seduce you is money. Yes. Money is a great seducer. Yes. Some of you, you are only in church today because you are broke. Yes. If you were rich, as in rich, some of you will be sleeping by now. Yes. And then around 11, in fact, I, I used to drive by a golf course coming to church some time ago. And pastors, I was surprised how 6 a.m. 
or a little before six, rich people are on the golf course playing golf Sunday morning. Go and evangelize to him. And he asks you, what time is your church? Say, oh, we start at 6 a.m. Say, that's too early. But golf at 6, golf at 5.45 is not too early for some rich people. Yes. Money can seduce you. Yes. Raining and they are playing golf. Yes. When you close church and if you use this way back home, just look to your left. If you know railways and HQ. <laughs> just look to your left. If you know railways and HQ. Do you understand? Huh? You see them playing golf. Yeah? Don't come to church. Do you understand? And if you truly don't love God and the mistake of money enters your life, you will be no different from them. That's the reality. God, test me with five million dollars, okay? Test me as if I'll play golf Sunday morning. God, just test me. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you have to shoot your shoot. <laughs> Lord, I want to see that I'm truly faithful to you. <laughs> Let the five million dollars come. <laughs> Test me, oh Lord. Slap me with $10 million. You see me teaching like I'm still teaching. Lord, you see it. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. Yeah. Money is a seducer. And then he says, and doctrines of devils. Yeah. Doctrines of devils. That's one of the things you see in the end time. Doctrines of devils. Do you understand? Yeah. One man told his church members that they should starve. And when they die starving, they will go to heaven straight. Mumu church members started starving. How many have died? Four. Yes. Yes. Do you understand? Four are dead. From starvation. The pastor says, stop. When I tell you, have a Bible. When I teach, go to the Bible. Look at the scriptures I use. And see if what I am telling you is what the scriptures are saying. You say you will not. Tomorrow I'll come with starvation doctrine. <laughs> what is in the Bible? Fasting. Not starvation. There is a difference between fasting and starvation. Somebody sits down and gathers a group of people and then inspired by devils teaches them what is not in the scriptures. And look at one of the things they'll teach. Verse 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. So when they lie and deceive, they don't feel it. Do you understand? 
the conscience is seared. Like some people here, when they lie, they don't feel they have done. In fact, they even pity you because, Pastor, this is the smallest sin I commit to. <laughs> it's the smallest sin. <laughs> you have a problem with the smallest sin. I mean, this is my smallest sin. What if I bring the big guns out? Pastor, what will you do? I accept the lie with a lot of thanksgiving. <laughs> Be thankful just. This is my smallest lies. You get the point now. Verse 3. Forbidding to marry. You get it? For, this is one of the doctrines of devils. Forbidding to what? Marry. Anybody that forbids you from marrying is teaching you the doctrine of devils. Don't marry, just have sex. And those of you who believe in that nonsense, that marriage is not necessary. You, you are already, you are seduced in 1927. Hear me and hear me well. No matter how long it takes, wait for marriage. I'm going to say, oh, well, where I've reached now, I just want the sperm of a man to have a baby. I'm talking to women here. Don't, don't look at me like that. They investigated something. Um, a woman, not a woman, many women, several hundreds and hundreds of women. And they realized that the person they claimed to be their father was not their father. Ah, this one, no. This one, no. So, is it unnatural things? will always produce unnatural results. God never made it in the way that men should go and deposit their sperms in a bank. He already gave us a bank. Solid. Solid bank. Eco-fresh. <laughs> Do you understand? Eco-fresh. Not to go and rem- Lease the spend, put it in a bank. That's unnatural. All right. So when they went, they, they they discovered that this there's one man who has taken his sperm to different sperm banks. So you you move from here. You are going to collect is one guy. He has fathered over a hundred and something children. Do you understand? He spread his sperm in different states and so all the women have one father for their children. He was a lawyer man. You can't be tribal sensitive in this church. (laughs) Do you understand? Yeah. And 
that's an unnatural thing. See, it's produced an unnatural result. It's, it's not normal to say, me, I just want a baby from a man. As for marriage, let me see, tacky. Eh? Eh? Whatever it takes, wait for marriage. Yes. And do the things you are supposed to do in the context of marriage. Because there's a generation that no longer believes in what God has ordained. When I teach, you say you won't listen. Amen? Yeah. Wait for it. Do everything you're supposed to do in the context of marriage. Otherwise, believe you me, you will much later in your life regret some of the decisions and the choices you have made. There's a difference between children that are born in a home with a father and a mother and children that are born in a home without a father or in a home without a mother. There's a big difference. They are not all the same. Yes. Some of you, your biggest problem, and I've diagnosed it, some of you, your biggest problem with being able to be fathered is because all your years of growing, you didn't have a father. Kinyeji girl like you. Free range girl like you. Do you know Kinyeji chicken? If they come home once a week, they remember they have a home. Kinyeji chicken. And when Christmas is coming, is when they remember, hey. Yes. Kinyeji girl like you. Yes. Roman ambassador. Do you get it? So, a lot of women, or some women, have issues with authority figure. Whether the authority figure is a man or woman, they just have a problem with having an authority. Careful. Hmm. Yes, I'm saying something. <laughs> yeah, too hard to handle. Yes. And let me tell you the truth. Having problem right now with authority, having problem with your pastors, is not the end of your problem. When you now have found a loving husband, you will do the same. I, I, I feel sorry for pastors that, oh, I'm so broken. Oh, I'm so hurt. You are not the problem. Let them marry. You will see the same problem in their marriage. Some of you are in this church. You think I'm your problem. Hey, Charlie, diagnose your problem well. You have diagnosed what the issues are. If I were a young man going to marry, huh? I'm going to marry fresh. I'm going to look for a girl that has a nice, wonderful relationship with her father. Itabidi. Yes. 
She loves the father. She dotes on her father. She has nice things to say about her daddy. This one you have chosen. Since the father has a wizard. And then you think that much later with a marriage that things happen in it. When you finish, she will tell you, you, you are worse than my father. I thought I had seen it all with my father. Not knowing that I was marrying the grand wizard of my father. Young man must always look out for how does she relate with her father. (laughs) Neighbors have become serious. If you see her and she has nothing good to say about her father, that's a warning sign. Yes. That is why when girls drift, the beginning of problems for girls is when they drift away from their fathers. A lot of you don't know what God has put in nature. Yes. A girl's security, formal security, rests in the father. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Even when the father is dead, you say, ah, I miss my father. Yes, I miss my dad. So those of you who are giving children without fathers. I said, you women who are giving children with, you are very wicked. Yeah. Look around and see if there's a wicked neighbor. Hey, don't be afraid. This is my church. Tell, uh, have, have you seen a wicked neighbor? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Because when you are looking, I couldn't have worse. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Careful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just hope someone is listening to me. <laughs> I think now when I teach, I have to always remind me. As I teach, I have to reach a pl- place and then I tell myself someone is listening to me. Like, let me try and convince myself that someone is listening. (laughs) One of my favorite shows growing up was X-Files. And then they have a cliche, the truth is out there. Some of you don't know what we are talking about. Ah, The truth is out there. So I think when I'm teaching, I, I, I'll just stop. Someone is listening to me. Because if when I ask, are you listening to me? All of you will say yes. But we know you are not listening. So let me now make it a statement of confession. Someone is listening to me. Yes. <laughs> Don't be in a hurry. Young lady, don't be in a hurry. Yes. Yeah. Haraka, haraka, aina baraka. Yes. Don't be in a hurry. Some of you, when I look at you, you are faster than your shadows. Be coming down. Do you understand? Or I should be coming down. They should be coming down. Okay. <laughs> you are faster than your shadows. 
Some of you at six years, you started playing mommy and daddy. Why were you in a hurry? <laughs> Chakalondo. Chakalondo. <laughs> I like that. Chakalondo. Huh? Kalongo. Kalongo. Kalongo kiongos. Kalongo. <laughs> Kalongo longo. Kalongo longo. Kalongo longo. <laughs> <laughs> is it your father should have seen that this girl eh, you, you are faster than your shadows kalongolongo <laughs> kalongolongo <laughs> You, you were the chairman of the Chamamas. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Forbidding to marry. Yes. And commanding to abstain from meat. If you see a doctrine that says, we don't eat meat in this church. I didn't write the Bible. Is there? Yes. It's one of the doctrines of devils. Yes. You may have a personal reason you don't eat meat. I can't force you. Do you get it? But to say that the, this church, we don't believe in eating meat, that's a problem. Do you understand? Yeah. If you like say it, some of us will hide and eat. When you find such a teaching, such a command, such a doctrine, our church would believe in abstinence from meat. That's a warning sign. Leave the church. It's a doctrine of devils. We believe in eating everything. As long as you receive it with thanksgiving, including snake meat. Say amen. (laughs) Yes. To tell the church, we don't eat meat. We don't eat fish. How the loose will leave the church? Hey, there will be mandamano in the church. How can you outlaw fish? No. So, any command to abstain from meat has a scriptural problem. If I choose not to eat meat, they understand. It may be one for one reason or another. It doesn't mean that the church should be commanded. If you are a member, thou shalt not eat meat. When I ate it yesterday, I'm saying, how do you know I didn't eat it? <laughs> Careful. Yeah. That's how you know who is teaching something according to the scriptures and who is not. Forbidding to marry and 
commanding to abstain from meat, which God hath created to be received with what? Thanksgiving. It is to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So some do not believe and they do not know the truth. I have a prophet friend who came to Nairobi and we had to take him to eat meat. And he wanted where there was variety. You understand? Crocodile meat. He had, to, he had to make sure that where he's going is not normal chicken, turkey, normal chicken. Te- he said he wanted variety. That's a man who understands the scriptures. <laughs> it's to be received with what? Thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. You are here, you are saying you will not eat pork. Are you, are you, are you normal? Why? Jesus casted demons into pig. Who ate the pig? When they drown, the fish. So start from the source. Don't eat fish. Graduate from eating fish. Yes. Your problem should be fish that ate the dead carcass of the pork or the pig. Yes. Not the pork that died. As for the pork that died, you see, nature is a chain of events. Yes. Someone's food becomes another person's food. Yeah. For survival, that's nature. The pig, the fish survived on the the demons in the pork that <laughs> drowned. So who was the final residence for the demons? The fish. So samaki should be the problem. Not the ngruwe. <laughs> Let's be serious with our lives. Receive the samaki with thanksgiving. Receive the pick with thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> Amen. So verse 4. For every creature of God is good. I love it. Every creature of God is And nothing to be refused. And nothing to be refused. Nothing means nothing. (laughs) You see some people eating incense. Have you seen them eating incense? Right? Then you, you sit there and you're like, yuck. You see some people eating cockroaches. Caterpillars. I love the Chinese. Is it Chinese or Koreans? Both of them, Koreans and uh, Chinese. 
Yes. There's nothing they will not eat. Yes. The only thing I have a problem with them eating is dog. Yes. I'm afraid for Dante. <laughs> I'm afraid for my dog. Yes. But they will eat even a dog. Yes. Nothing to be refused. If. That's a caveat. If it be received with thanksgiving. Follow me. Because there seems to be some power in thanksgiving that you can receive anything with it and it is alright. <laughs> yes. There seems to be some powerful thing in thanksgiving that they can set food before you. You receive it with thanksgiving and it takes care of any other thing. If it be received with thanksgiving. Verse 5. Who is that? Who is that? For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If you want to sanitize food, thanksgiving. <laughs> if you want to sanctify food, thanksgiving. Don't tell me, oh, you know, I don't eat in Indian restaurants because I don't know which idol they, they hey, I'm going to go and pray. And I will eat whatever is served there with thanksgiving. Yes. One of the pastors has told me about Afghanistan food. I'm going to eat it. You only live once. I'm going to eat it. You stay here and be eating ndengu. Ndengu. Huh? Dengue. Every day, dengue and chapo. Every day, dengue. Dengue. What should I save you? Dengue. Chapo. 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 Ine. Yes. <laughs> and what? Binji. Miji. What's that one? Beans. Oh, peas. Ah. Every day. Hey. No. Some of you, the sweetest thing you have ever eaten is githeri. The sweetest. Yeah. Dengu and chapo. Hey. <laughs> Chapo and lettuce. And lentils. Lentils. Kamande. Hey. Everything. I love the people who went with me to Accra. Ah. They received every food with thanksgiving. (laughs) 
Okro stew with banku. They received it with thanksgiving. Yes. I was blessed by Sam's skills of eating fufu. <laughs> Sam is the only African who finished the soup and he was looking at the fufu and he was wondering, what do I do with this now? <laughs> he didn't know that the fufu had to go side by side with the soup. He drank all the soup. Yes. He, he, he went so fast. By the time we realized his fufu was naked. And fufu must never be naked. It must be covered like an island. Yes. <laughs> so we had to cover his fufu again. <laughs> hey. Accra team, eh? <laughs> These people went and we sat at a joint. And they ate kebab. And they ate kebab. And they ate kebab. Kebab, fried yam. Kebab, fried yam. They ate kebab with thanksgiving. (laughs) You are here, you are saying, Dengu and Chapo is the sweetest thing. Everything, receive it with thanksgiving. So if we take you with us to the trip, you spoil the trip. <laughs> I'm allergic to chicken. I'm allergic to chicken. <laughs> My stomach cannot handle chicken. <laughs> hey, Charlie, receive it with thanksgiving. It has sanctifying power. Thanksgiving has sanctifying power. Thanksgiving can sanitize food. Thanksgiving can remove germs, can remove virus, can remove bacteria from the food. Thanksgiving. Yes. Thanksgiving. You see, if you see how the world is and you see how wicked man is, you will understand the power of Thanksgiving. Sometimes you see a video in the States of people. Is it when you are, for example, if you're cooking food for people, you are, you are, you are really trusted. Yes. You see restaurants that have employed wicked human beings. I saw a video of somebody, I think it was McDonald's. The person was buying burgers at McDonald's. And this lady had the liver. She took the, the thing that holds the, 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 what? the bread, the bun. And she, no, used it on the floor. She used it to clean the floor. Then brought it up to start loading it with the ham and the everything. She didn't know that someone was videoing her. Yes. And several videos of somebody doing something with food. A maid, we wait in a whatever to pour into or guest food. Oh, and you are eating the food without thanksgiving. Hey! 
Women use in West Africa, I don't know about here. Women use their periods to cook food. You, man, become spiritual. You become spiritual. They put food, you they chop them. You know what you they chop? You, you, you are now wondering why you can't make decisions. Your brain has been cooked. Your emotions have been cooked. Receive the food with... If you see... Those of you who see food and you change. It's like you're coming to fight somebody. How about Thanksgiving? Manze, how about Thanksgiving? Father, I thank you for this food. I sanctify this food with the blood of Jesus. That's the prayer you should pray. Some men, when they fight with their wives and a woman is cooking, you see them in the kitchen. Yes, he's afraid. Yes, he's afraid. I don't trust that woman. You see, you go down to the kitchen. You are cooking and he's there because he's afraid. Yes, because you see, the quickest way to you is food. Yes, the quickest way to you is food. Yes. Be careful. Those of you who don't like praying because you are in a fanciful restaurant. You don't want to pray. Oh, people will look at me some way. Hey. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this food. We bless it. Maybe once in a while you forget. But it shouldn't be your culture to not give thanks. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Those of you who switch the moment you see food. The, the, the people who switch are the flat stomach brothers. The Kohanes. The Titus's. The Amos's. Do you understand? Those, do, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? The ones whose stomach caps like this. <laughs> uh, you don't understand. The one who their stomach caps like this. Yeah, they are the ones who switch when they see food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they forget to pray. That girl has got to Jambi in Kitui. Collected something. Has put it in the food. Poured it in the food. <laughs> Do you know Jambi? <laughs> yes. Now. Now. Your head is not correct. Get the point now. Yes. Receive the food with thanksgiving. I don't believe that you cook the food, you should sanctify it. Thank you, you cook the food. Now leave the the sanctifying to me. (laughs) I, I don't go to many homes in this country because I hate the fact that you cook the food and you want to pray the prayer over the food. Yes. And Kenyan women think it is their bona fide right to pray. Mm-mm. 
am the high priest of the house. I must pray the sanctifying prayers. Yes. Now, if you see a dining table, you see some of you, let me teach you. If you see a dining table like this, even if it is rectangular, there is the head of the table. Nobody should sit there. The man of the house sits at the head of the table. Yes. Your child should not sit facing you at dinner. There is not the tail of the table. That's where your wife sits. Then your children surround you. So you sit at the head of the table and the prayer for the sanctification of the food comes from the head of the table. One woman who has prayed in tongues thinks she's a spiritual woman. You understand? Yeah. How can you bless your own poison? Allow me to bless the poison. You get a point now? Yes. Allow me to bless the poison. So I don't go to many homes. Yes. It, it offends me to see that you have cooked the food and you want to bless it. Are you a superwoman? <laughs> your husband comes home, tell him, darling, pray over our food. Let him pray. Unless you're afraid of something. Ask your neighbor, are you afraid of something? In Zimbabwe, they took a video of a woman who was selling tomatoes. And broad daylight, she was seated. Some market women are wicked. And she takes the tomatoes and she puts it here and she puts it there. She takes one tomatoes, it goes to the temple, it comes to worship outside. She takes one tomato and she baptizes all the tomatoes. <laughs> yes. That is the tomatoes you are going to use to cook stew. And you are not receiving it with thanksgiving. (laughs) 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 Whatever effect is not done away with by washing it with water. Yes. The only thing that can deal with that thing that exercise, that demonic direction is prayer of thanksgiving. (laughs) Some of you young men, you don't like cooking. So this girl brings you food in um, uh, hot pots. When they bring the food, sweetheart, I prepared this for you. Oh, thank you so much. Where's the spoon? <sighs> Some of you, as they were bringing the food, they, if, if they are correct, as they were bringing the father, as Kiongos eats this food, let him be enraptured with me, Lord. 
Let me capture his heart. No, rather Lord, let his heart capture me. Then the food came. God is a prayer answering God. You too. You didn't receive it with thanksgiving. Now you are captured. You have been captured. Hey. Are you listening to me? Yeah. (laughs) When we're in boarding school, the wicked seniors, it's not good to be wicked though. They always suffer from the genius. You know? A wicked senior will shout, one small boy. Now, when they shout, one small boy, it means any one of us who is available, you must respond. Yes. They are not calling you by name. The senior just shouts, one small boy. And if you know you're a small boy, cool. Yeah. And so, go and get me water to drink. And then sometimes those seniors, they have been in the school longer. They don't have caps. They don't have bowls. You know, you have to use your cap. So this small boy will go fetch the water. And normally if you open the tap, you see that the tap will foam on top. It's not just foam. As he looks and he brings it to the senior. Senior is drinking. One small boy is saying, uh-huh. Careful. You see, if you are a wife and you are wicked to your maid, you are senseless. You are wicked to somebody who handles your food. You are wicked to somebody who handles the food your children eat. It pays to be kind to your maid. Unless this particular maid is a maid from hell. I think they call them, is it made from, maids from hell? Yeah. Where you are kind, but she is paying you with wicked. That's a different thing. You leave the person to God. But it pays to be kind to the people who live in your house. If not, you, you'll be one small boy. <laughs> Do you know one small boy? Somebody have finished cooking the food and then put it in, mixed it well. Hey, you, you are eating. They say today the food is nice. <laughs> one small boy. You have eaten one small boy's food. Careful. Yeah. When I send for food and the food comes, and the seal is broken. I won't eat it. One small boy has happened. Yes. The seal has to be intact. Yeah. At least I know I'm safe. Then I receive it with thanksgiving. You get the point now? Yeah. Careful. So, some of us, we get diseases through food we eat. Yes. The food you eat. You don't know where it has been. If you see the chain of of custody for food, I don't know if it was Ghana or Nigeria. I think it was Nigeria. Orange sellers, 
They put the orange. Do you know where they store the orange overnight? To come back the next day. In the gutter. Yes, the gutter. So this guy comes today and he's removing the orange from the gutter. To wash and to put there to sell. Like that is why they keep the orange overnight. If you see the custody, the chain of custody, where food, meat, when it lives here, it goes here. Who handles it? If you see the chain of custody and what happens, and you, you will thank God when you are eating food. Yes. The food, some of the food you are eating, the girl who was transporting the food bought the food and she collected it back. And continued, yes. The border border guy and the girl with the food, they stopped and they made love on top of the food. Yeah, apostle. What are you saying? It's because you are new. (laughs) I listen to me. Yes. So, it is important you believe in the sanctifying power of thanksgiving over food. Yes. Some of you, why do you think you came to this church and you had ulcers? He has so many problems. Yes. Receive food with thanksgiving. Tell your neighbor, receive food with thanksgiving. I think that's a powerful point. Yeah. You see, he's removing his fruit. All my stories are true. Yes. From the gutter. Gitonga, receive the food with thanksgiving, okay? (laughs) Somebody is going to eat it. (laughs) So every morning he comes, he knows where his fruits are. (laughs) They're in the fridge. (laughs) They're in the fridge. Yes. Careful. Take the teaching seriously. Receive the food with thanks. That's all. That's all. That's all. I rarely, rarely eat outside when I'm in Accra. Rarely, rarely. If I leave the house in the morning, very early in the morning, and I didn't take breakfast. My wife knows that wherever I'm going, I'll return the same way I left. Yes. The same way I left. So by the time I'm landing, food, food for be ready. You understand? Yeah. I've not gone and I've sat here. Some of you, you sit here, you eat. You go, you stand there, you sit here, you eat. All of those places you have visited, no prayer of thanksgiving. And you wonder why your dreams are polluted. 
You wonder why you are dreaming and chickens are chasing you, calling your, your name. Atieno, Ngoja, Ngoja, Ngoja. You have gone here. You have bought chips. Umekula. Paya, paya, paya. You've gone here. You've sat there. You have bought mutura chips. Umekula. You've gone there. Sat here. You are eating all over the place. Every stage. Where are the customer? Without thanksgiving. You met a stranger in the matatu who was eating something and then the stranger said, oh, uh, you can have a share. You didn't even say no. <laughs> Unless you are not invited, you accept. <laughs> you are a nice man. These people are nice everywhere. Una kula, 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 kula. And you wonder why your dream is dirty. Hmm. <laughs> Careful. Yeah. Receive with the prayer. Of thanksgiving. And some people, the reason they can't give thanks is because they are wicked. You see, once the f- they've bought the food, they have to eat it fast. Before anybody. Oh, uh, Cliff, can I eat the food with you? So before anybody comes. What time do you have to say, Father, I thank you for this food. When you are trying to finish the food, before somebody enters the place. They understand. It stems from wickedness. So there's no time for prayer. There's no time for prayer. Yes. Better finish this thing. Somebody is coming. Somebody is coming. Oh, finish the food. The devil starts with you. No prayer of thanksgiving. I went to boarding school for three years. And I remember my first day at the dining hall, the prayer. And it is the same prayer we pr- they prayed in the dining hall till I left the school. No other prayer. Once the table is set, all the boys who are not even believers, they have to wait for this prayer. So somebody is called and you jump on a table and then you say, Father, for if, if I forget Father, for what we are about to eat, we thank you, O Lord. Amen. Food is served. No long prayer. The time, do you know when there are long prayers? When people like us now let us went to the dining hall. Yes, the scripture union executives. We when we come, the whole place is with respect. Yes, they have come. Scripture union this, scripture union this. No grab you do grabbings here. No grabbings. If you sit at a table, you are treated with respect. Some of you don't respect. So that day, when they call any scripture union leader to pray, is when the prayer will go beyond for what we are about to eat. We thank you, O Lord. No, 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 no. Father, we thank you for the school. (laughs) Tell her we are coming to eat. (laughs) We bless you for the cooks, the matron, and her assistants. That's the only time you see a longer prayer. 
But otherwise, anybody stands there and the whole place is quiet for what we are about to eat. We thank you, O Lord. Amen. That's it. But you see, as, as little as that is, we are thanking him for what we are about to eat. At least pray that one, Mandela. At least pray that one. See, for what I'm about to eat, Apostle has taught me, I thank you, O Lord. At least pray that one. <laughs> Maybe you, have, you had one in your school. Which one did you pray in your school? God bless this food before we take in Jesus' name. That's it. Bless the food. Yes. Bless this food. That's it. In the blessing is also thanksgiving. By you at all, at all. At all, at all. Now I'm bad. Tell your neighbor, at all, at all, now I'm bad. <laughs> believe it. Believe in the power of prayer. Yeah, believe in the power of prayer. Amen. Number eight, giving thanks is a key to being filled with the Holy Spirit and the anointing. Wow. Giving thanks is a key to being filled with the Holy Spirit and the anointing. <laughs> Ephesians five eighteen to 21. All this begins, what, what did they do last night? Where, where did they go last night? Hey. Where, where do you think they went last night? <laughs> Look at the level of balance and faith. This is balance and faith. <laughs> Only children can have this level of faith. Yes. <laughs> and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit are you listening be filled with what instead of being filled with wine you can be filled with the spirit Verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now when the spirit is in you, you will sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. And then, to know, you will be making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now watch this. Wine, physical wine, does the same thing. Ever wondered why every drunkard tries to sing? 
Oh yeah. Ever wondered? Yes. Every drunkard attempts to sing. Because the operation of the Holy Spirit is similar to the operation of wine. The both are spirits. And the spirit is what causes you to make melody in your heart. When you come to church and you cannot sing in the spirit. You can't do it. You have no melody in your heart. You see, you are new. That's why I've not gone there. You cannot create melody in your heart. It's the absence of the spirit. You should be able to sing melody in your heart to the Lord. Some of you have spoken in tongues, but you also don't know that singing in tongues is real. Yes. You've spoken in tongues, but how about singing in tongues? (laughs) It's not a job for the choir. (laughs) It's you, 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 you. You should be able to sing in tongues. And you see, it's a real song. And the source of that song is the spirit. <laughs> the source of that song is the Holy Spirit. It's a real song. That's why the drunkard who is drunk with wine is attempting to sing. You say you are filled with the Holy Spirit, but you've never sung in the Spirit. You've never made melody in your heart. You hear the point now? That's why one another symbol of the Holy Spirit is wine. I don't know... One symbol of the Holy Spirit is oil. Yes, it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Another symbol of the Holy Spirit is wine. The operation of the Holy Spirit and wine is similar, very similar. If you're truly filled with the Holy Spirit, sometimes people should see you and wonder whether you are truly drunk. Changa, amanhini, spirit. (laughs) Which one is it? Yeah. Yes. But is it is says that one is holy. Yeah. Which is not the Holy Spirit. It's holy. You get a point. Yeah. So speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. The reason we are unable to submit ourselves one to another. You cannot appoint somebody and another person submits to the person. It's because to begin with, we are not spiritual. 
we are not filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, submission becomes easy. Then, having been submitted, do you understand? It's easy to flow. Which some of you cannot flow. Some of you is like, till you die, I don't go flow. It starts with being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And it comes forth. You see thanksgiving. Yeah. Have you ever prayed and you say, Father, I thank you for my basanta leader. You thanking God for your lead. basanta leader you don't listen to? You can't thank God for a basanta leader. <laughs> it's hot here. Careful. One day, two old ladies were looking for this anointed young man. And they were told, when you get to the church, you will find a young man who is smiling and always happy. That's the man you're looking for. And truly, when they got to the church, that's how they identified him. They found the man smiling and happy. Do you understand? This greatly anointed young man became a famous evangelist. He was identified for his cheerfulness and his thankfulness. Indeed, he was filled with the Holy Spirit because he was always giving thanks. Yes. Some of you, another spirit has filled you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Another, the spirit that has filled you, if you want to start talking about it, hmm, you will know what you are carrying. Yes. Careful. If you are not thankful, rarely will the Holy Spirit fill you. A strange evil spirit will fill your life. Some of you, the truth of the matter, if, if you want to be very honest with you, you're not a happy person. Yeah. Some of you, and you, you're not going to be happy as long as you hold on to that heart you have. Yes. You know, I Someone is listening to me. Yes. Number nine. Are you here? Your flourishing and your abounding is dependent on your level of thankfulness. Your flourishing and your abounding is dependent on your level of thankfulness. Now we know why your center died. Instead of being happy that you are appointed a center overseer, you became the house of memory and the house of complaining. No wonder you never abounded. It is in your interest, child of God, listen to me carefully, that you abound. 
I said it is in your interest that you are bound. Some of you here, you live from hand to mouth. What do I mean? Let me show you the meaning of hand to mouth. All you need is 2,000 shillings. All you ever get is 2,000 shillings. So when it enters your hand, it enters your mouth. Till you need another 1,000. What enters your hand? The 1,000, it enters your mouth. That's hand to mouth. Hand to mouth. But watch this. In fact, before I show you what I want to show you, Colossians 2, 7. I've just two more points for you. Then we call it a day, all right? All right? Endure me. Just endure me for a few more minutes. Someone is listening to me. (laughs) Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. Pastors, the reason you really find many, many established Christians in the church is the lack of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving that now I am saved. Thanksgiving that now I am a child of God. The absence of it, you will never be rooted. And if you are not rooted, you cannot be built in him. You must be thankful for your great salvation. You were a ganja merchandiser. Every day when you got up and you came outside your room, people get high just sniffing you. Today you are saved in the church. You are not thankful. In your small life of 25, you have cured gonorrhea five times. Super bad. You have cured syphilis ten times. In your small life, you are not even 40. You have visited the gynecologist every year. The only time you have stopped is the last three years of your salvation. Oh, what a great salvation. But you are not thankful. You have degenerated into a memorer, a complainer. You are not thankful. Some of you don't even like the fact that being saved, this is the life you now have to live. That has become even your source of complaint. Must I be coming to church? Is it compulsory? You are not thankful for your salvation. A day like this, many years ago, you are fighting hangover. You are drinking lemon juice by now. Soup with chicken.
chicken chili <laughs> soup with chili to cure your hangover pepper soup today you are the one who is not thankful some of you go out in the night many years ago and you did you didn't even know which part of the city you ended up in the night yes <laughs> when you wake up you ask yourself where am i huh? tell you you are in kajiado then you ask, how did I get here? How did I get here? That's the person who is not thankful that Jesus died for you, polished you, and he says, live a life worthy of your calling. You? You should have started panty business. Yes. You that is not thankful to God. Yeah. Every time you had to buy a new set of panties. There was even a time you went long without panties because you lost all. They are in different houses. Yes. To go around collecting them was too much. So you watch Aikai. Yes. yes. Some of you don't even remember where you left them. Yes. You are the one seated in a church today. You are the one today, rehearsals is too much a task for you. Yet, you used to be drunk and they used to fire you two hours. You take my teaching for granted. You are not thankful for your salvation. How long does it take for you to get over your highness? Today you are the one who oh, sitting in church for three hours is too much. I have things to do. You are not thankful for your salvation. And when many people thankful for this salvation, you will see that they will behave differently. They will talk differently. They will act differently. Yes, and I told you, some of you are not saved. You are just tired. If you are saved, you will never want to go back to that life. Yes. But if you are tired, ah, one, you are pumzika. Eh? And you are now fit. Charlie, I'm out. Yeah, they are looking for me. Yeah, I'm out. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tired people, when they get rejuvenated, they, they fly again. Yes. Stano, be sure you are saved. Yes, and not that you are tired. Yes. Be sure that you are truly saved. Yes. Not that you are tired. Tired of vodka. Tired of mungoka. No, that you were truly saved. Truly saved. Now you live your life for the one who loved you and died for you. You are not truly saved until you are truly living for Jesus. You are not saved. My entire life is to the service of God. If he's bought you, he owns you. 
I said, if he's bought you, he owns you. You can't make decisions without your owner. He bought you with his precious blood. He owns you. That's why many people call Jesus Lord. But they don't live like he's the Lord. You are the Lord. Many of you here, you are the Lord. Tomorrow you will go where you want to go. Tuesday you will go where you want to go. Not where he wants you to go. He's not your Lord. You are not submitted to him. He's not your Lord. If he's the Lord, he tells you go and you go. Come and you come. Some of you, until Jesus returns, we will never see you on a Tuesday night in his church. He's not your Lord. Yes. He has only called you for Sundays. He's not your Lord. If he were your Lord, you will know that he loves to fellowship with you and he loves for you to be in his house. He loves it. He's not your Lord. Careful. If we have more people thankful for their salvation, we will see them taking root. We will see them being built into. Your salvation is the only salvation that has not succeeded in building anything on you. An attempt to make you a choir leader has successfully failed. I said successfully failed. An attempt to make you a singer has successfully failed. An attempt to make you a pastor has successfully What is your salvation if nothing is built on your salvation? I don't think I'm... T- Saying the things I'm saying because I want you to become anything. Yeah. You yourself will one day judge for yourself if you were ever truly saved. It's not me. It's you who you will find it out for yourself. Yes. Because any salvation, Paul, before Saul, a murderer, the persecutor of the church, and then Jesus said to Ananias, Go and pray for him. He has things he will suffer for my name's sake. He became an apostle. You are the only one who got saved. You are yet to become anything. Ah, your salvation is suspect now. I got saved seven days after I became a teacher and I've been teaching from my time of salvation up to now. You have been saved. What have you successfully become? Some of you, your salvation is the gateway to pick girl's number. That's the only thing. Your salvation is for you to belong to a church where there are girls whose numbers you have. That's all. So, the reality is you do not thank God for the salvation you have. And you cannot become much rooted in him. Do you understand? 
and built in him. Oh yes. Church is quiet. So, you don't think I'm saying something that is not there. Your flourishing in the kingdom of God is dependent on your thankfulness. Abounding is possible only with thanksgiving. Do you want to abound and flourish? You see, when we talk of abounding, some of you don't understand. So, this is what abound means. Some of you think abound means to stay. Abound means to be present in large numbers or in great quantity. So, when we talk of abounding, we're actually talking of abundance. Are you listening to me? Yes. To be copiously supplied. (laughs) To be what? Copiously. Yes. Copiously supplied. If you're a young man who is not indulging in sex, left, right, and center, and you marry, you see that you will give your wife copious amount of sperm. Let me move away. But if you have been exercising yourself, you will give scanty amount of sperm. Scanty. Yes. And sperm must be copious. 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 Yes. Copious. Copious. Yes. (laughs) All the young men, they know they don't have copious. So they are even wondering why I'm teaching such a word, copious. Yes. There are some young men, even when they have sex, the only thing that comes out is air. (laughs) Yes, I said air. Yes. There is not even scanty, there is air. (laughs) Careful. There must be copious. You are, you are young. You are not married. Why do you not have copious? Yes. An attack of fullies are spam. <laughs> Another thing which dries men is masturbation. Yes. Where were unapenda unyonga? Unyonga. You will not have copious. You continue milking yourself like a a, 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 a a camel from Wajir. Continue milking yourself. If you want to marry, stop milking yourself. 
Yes. Your bolo bolo is not the teeth of a cow. That they are pulling on it. I shouldn't teach. I shouldn't teach. Your bolo bolo is not the teeth of a cow. It's not meant to be pulled and things are coming out. It's an evil spirit that has... Listen, if I tell you the effect of your masturbation on your generations, you'll be shocked. If I show you the doors you are opening, milking yourself like a cow. <laughs> Sometimes some of you young girls, you investigate the brothers. Ask the brother, have you been cowing yourself? <laughs> so you know what you are about to carry for your generation. Some of you brothers have no, you have no, you have no business even cowing yourself. Yes. If you truly become spiritual and you focus on anointing, what do you want? Anointing. Many of you are here. You are not even fighting for any anointing. You, you are only fighting for your flesh. Everything, flesh, flesh, flesh. The flesh, one of the products of the flesh is that cowing business you are into. Only that you don't sell your milk. KICC boy. Brookside boy. <laughs> Tuzo boy. <laughs> Daima boy. <laughs> if you are fighting for anointing, believe you me when I tell you that you wouldn't even have the thought of masturbating. I heard of masturbation when I came to Kenya. You'll be surprised. Yes. Some of you have fed yourselves with so much pornography. Yes. You fed your spirit with so much pornography. And if you fed your spirit with spiritual things, the product will be anointing. Yes. And if you feed yourself with this nonsense, the product will be, you will turn yourself into a cow. You'll be milking it. Yes. You cannot say amen now. Yes. You're seeing that your Brookside business is not a correct business. Yes. Listen, that if men, eh, must be careful even more than women. A woman has nothing spiritual to pass down her generations. That is why the sin of mankind came through Adam. It was passed down to all of us because Adam was the symbolic head of the human race. You are the symbolic head of your generation. Everything that your generation, if there will be queers in your generation, if there will be transgenders, it is going to come through your loins. Fancy a man complaining that, oh, she only gave birth to girls. That's all you gave her. 
Even science confirms it. That's all the man gave to the woman. You carried girls. You gave girls. And it is the same principle that applies spiritually. So be careful what you have brought into your genealogy. You will pass it down. It's just waiting to be transmitted to the first child, the second child, or the fourth Whatever it is, you are passing down something. And the young man must rise up and be responsible. You think you are enjoying. You are not enjoying. You are opening gates. You are opening evil gates. You see, I have a great shock seeing young men here who don't value the place of anointing in their walk with God. Me, dream. Me, dream. And then there's a woman and I'm making love to her. Nicely in a dream. Dream. When I talk happy, men are happy. But look at your dream. Every two days, you are making love to a strange woman in, and you think it's not, it's not normal. I'm telling you, you've opened a door you should never have opened. And if I begin to tell you how much it has affected you financially, your, just your life. Today, children don't look for anointing. They look for cow brookside business. Mercy. Somebody is listening to me. Careful. If you know what spiritual doors are, you'll be more careful, by the way. And some of you, when we talk of doors, you're here at the door. <laughs> the thing about even the doors I'm talking about is you, you don't even know when you opened it. Somebody is listening to me. Yeah. There are things that are passed down and it affects generations. If you like, go to families where there are like gays. And trace the sexual history of the fathers be, before. It's only that they are what you call, or you can call, a modern version of something. Do you understand? But before the modern version as we know it, you, if you trace the sexual history, you'll see that 
the great grandfather was behaving wilder than even this one. Just at that time, maybe they didn't have names for him. And it's passed down. You see a lot of deviancy. That's the word. Sleeping with cow. Chinamu. Sleeping with goats. Yes. You see versions of deviancy. And those are the moments when the doors are opened. Why have I got in here? <laughs> Only the sisters are saying I should take my time. The brothers are saying, Charlie, move on. The Brookside team is saying, move on. Team ya tuzo. You see that Stano opened the door when he was just 18 years old. And nobody came into his life and shut that door. So there are things going to be passed down. Careful. Have you not asked yourself when men who have been really bad and bad to people's daughters, when they have daughters, they start repenting and praying. They know what they did. That's what I'm saying to you. Careful. So, do you want to abound and flourish in God's house? Benson. Then you must be thankful. You must be thankful for the church. You must be thankful for your pastor. Let's stop there. You don't like me when I teach you. You are not even thankful I'm the one teaching you. Be thankful for you. Some of you, you hate what you should love. And I laugh at you. Yes. Because that is costing you more than you can ever imagine. You cannot be in a church, the pastor or the angel of the church for whom you are not thankful. It it doesn't go well with you. Thankfulness activates abundance. It activates abounding. Abounding is to be there copiously. The reason a church is empty is because there are not thankful people that my path crossed with the pastor. He nurtured me, made me a shepherd, made me this. Is the reason the church is empty. Yes. Because if there are thankful people, you see the product of thankfulness, abounding, abounding. You can be thankful that the last time you smoked, your head almost cracked open. You have not had such a bad experience since then. You can be thankful for your pastor. Yes. You must feel that it is a beautiful church. I said, Bishop says, you must feel that it is a beautiful church. Some of you sit here and you don't like the church. I even wonder why you sit in the church. 
Some of you think that God has appointed you as the Love Springs Church frowner. You leave your house, shower, put roll-on, say roll-on. You put roll-on, put perfume to come here and frown for three hours. Who has bewitched you? A place you should come with thanksgiving in your heart. My pastor is going to teach a sermon that will change my life. Radicalize and revolutionize. That's the place you come to frown. And it's even worse when I'm teaching and my hand is going like this. You're like, must he throw his hands in his way? Be thankful that my pastor throws his hands. thankful. We are not enemies here. <laughs> That's why I like that church they call friends. Lord, friends church. Yeah, we are friends here. <laughs> friends church. <laughs> we are not fighting. You get the point now? <sighs> Be thankful. The reason you are not growing, the reason you are not changing is because you don't even believe the church. This is the most wonderful church you can ever have. Yes. The most beautiful church you can ever have. I'm happy I'm in this church. Yes. Some of you buy the stickers of wizard. Let this church do a sticker for you to buy. I'm proud to be a love spring member. You don't go buy. But you have ch- stickers of wizards in your rooms and on your cars and on your dressing mirrors. Yes. They touch and kiss it. Yes. You have stickers for bed back pastors. A pastor that has been called to remove bed bags. My God. My God. My God. There's a pastor in Ghana and a prophet in Ghana that got this, can't a sea of people. Yes. Only in Ghana, you see somebody selling what they call Yesu Moja. Do you know Yesu Moja? The blood of Jesus is sold in churches in Ghana. Have you seen the blood of Jesus before? Ah, come, I'll buy some for you. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a product sold in the church. Yes, Moja. Moja is blood. Damu. You see, I've done a bottle with a drink and I call it Damu Yesu. <laughs> Damu Yesu. Yes, Yesu Moja. Damu Yesu. Yes. And I'll tell you what Damu Yesu does when you buy it. Yes. <laughs> Damu Yesu. I've got a business idea. Pastor Do, start preparing the label for me. Yes. I know what they used to do the Damuya Yesu. Yes. Damuya Yesu. You are in a church, you are not buying Damuya Yesu. People are buying and they have millions of money in their accounts. Yes. It's is a, is a, is one of the products. Yeah? There are churches in Ghana, they sell red egg. Egg that is red. Have you seen egg that is red in your life? Is it? Is it? Respect me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Red egg. 
if, if, I, if I tell you how you get a red egg, yeah, and I can manufacture red egg. Yes. You, it's you who will be there thinking, how did apostle get red egg? Red egg. Damn yeah. <laughs> Yes. Thank God you are in the church. Be thankful for the church. You must think that he is a good pastor. Even when I discipline you, I am a good pastor. Otherwise, God is a bad God because he disciplines people. (laughs) Your father disciplines you, then he is a bad man. He is not a bad man. He is a good father. Raise a child without discipline. You are a bad father. You are a bad mother. Yes. God is a good God because he chastises us. Yes. Yes. He chastises us. And his chastisement is a proof of his existing abounding love for all of us. You have a father who allows you to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, however you want to do it, wherever you continue. He doesn't love you. Yes. You must be appreciative of your shepherds. You must be appreciative. Some of you don't appreciate your shepherds. The pastors are your shepherds. Just because they called you shepherd doesn't mean you are the shepherd, shepherd. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. You must be appreciative of your shepherd. You must thank God for the music. When we stand here, we sing a song and there is quiet time in it. Why are you not liking the music with quiet time? You want us to come and stand here. Eh? So, so wonders. Jesus they do. So, so wonders. Jesus they do. He butter my bread. He sugar my chai. So, so wonders. Uh-huh. Then, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But when they sing, what is the first thing that I do when I wake up? Quite a... You know they like. <laughs> Are you here? Oh, oh, you've gone home. Anyway, I can. I me. I can. I am very unorthodox. I can finish. I put the microphone down and go. They'll manage the service. <laughs> you must be appreciative of the preaching. You must love the atmosphere. Yes, atmosphere haters. You hate it when the preacher is teaching or the pastor is teaching and people are happy. Some of you, you, you have even made yourself laughing police. When others are laughing, you're like, why are you laughing? What's funny? You mean to say that I'm not laughing and you are laughing? Why are you happy? What's that? Huh? Yeah. 
you don't understand why somebody is enjoying the atmosphere. Some of you, you don't get sick because you come and laugh in church. That's what I'm telling you the truth. Some of you, the reason you are not falling sick is you come and you laugh in church. The Bible say, laughter do it good like medicine. If medicine does good, laughter does you good. Any non-laughing church member is a wizard. You are a witch. (laughs) You must be happy. You must love the atmosphere. Stop policing people. If you choose not to be happy, stay unhappy. Leave happy church members alone. Look at the devil talking after church. You go and say, so why are you so happy about in church today? Why are you so happy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Can you remind me again? What was so funny? Who told you we are here for funny things? We're talking about atmosphere. Yes. That's what we're talking about. You must love the atmosphere in the church. Some of you, you have been positioned here by the devil to police the preacher. He's going to talk about this, you see. (laughs) You must be thankful for everything. Those who flourish are thankful. If you want to flourish, you must be thankful. Yes. Now we know why your ministry died. I said, now we know why your ministry died. Yes. You must be thankful that you are in the house of God. Melanie, are you listening? You must be thankful. It was not always so. Yes. You should not desire to get out of church as soon as possible. When is he closing? He's closing. He's closing. He's, I want to be out of here. I want to be out. Is he not correct? Yes. That is the master key to abounding in the work of God. Yeah. Some people I used to keep them around here. They were not thankful that I used to keep them around here. I have released them. You see, now they'll abound in some works. If you see the works, they'll abound in, you'll be shocked. See how your fornication skills have returned suddenly. Yes. Your cravings have returned. Full dose. Full dose. Full dose. When you were shepherding, you were doing quarter dosage. Now, full dosage. Rooted and built up in him, establishing the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. This is a clear scripture teaching us to abound in God with thanksgiving. Even if they gave you the position of the gatekeeper, thank God for it. Wow, God, you found me worthy to stand at your gate. Some of you are not thankful even as greeters. You, you, you. You today, you stand to greet people. Jesus has washed with his blood. You, 
Shoo, before anybody you shook got pregnant. Be thankful. Yes, be thankful. Number 10. Use thanksgiving as your key to getting near God's presence. My, 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 my. Use thanksgiving as your key to getting near God's presence. Psalms 95 verse 2. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joy and make a joyful noise unto him with sound. Psalm 104. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. This is the key to getting closer to God's presence. Being thankful. Is somebody listening? Yeah. Number 11. Be thankful to God's servants who are sent to you. Mm -hmm. Be thankful. That's my last point. Be thankful. There are many other points, but let me stop at 11. Be thankful to God, to God's servants who are sent to you. Give me 1 Thessalonians 5.12, the NASB. It's about to boil over. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you. Since I stood here in the morning, I've been laboring. Some of you don't know, but teaching is labor. Yes. 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 Labor. They labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you what? Appreciate those. That's why when it's funny to see people hating pastors who have charge over them in the Lord and who are supposed to be giving them instructions. You make yourself you're an enemy of yourself by hating the servants of God sent to your life. I don't know how else to put it. I'm not your enemy. You are your own enemy. Give me the NLT. The NLT of First Thessalonians 5.12. Dear brothers and sisters, Honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. Do what? You will say it whether you like it or not. You say it. Honor those who are your in the Lord's work. Not those who are your leaders at the bank. Those who are your leaders in the house. Those who are your leaders, Wapi. Where do you work? <laughs> at the hospital. Those who are your leaders at the pharmacy. 
You get it? No. You honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. When you're hating God's servant, what are you hating? Go through Proverbs when you get home, Leo. Read all the scriptures from Proverbs 1 to the last, Proverbs 31. Pick all the scriptures that talks against the person who resists instructions. There are diverse scriptures. And see what you have done to your life. Just by that singular act, you cannot be guided. You cannot be given counsel. You cannot be instructed. Every scripture in Proverbs that has to do with instructions, read it. You'll be shocked. Uh, give me the message. They have closed the church, but uh, the Holy Spirit has not closed. And now, friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you. The pastor is working for you. Who have been given the responsibility of edging and guiding you along in your obedience. That is what I've seen all my pastors do with a group of people, edging them. Become a shepherd. Do this for the Lord. Edging. Edging. You cannot be forced. You can be edged. Our responsibility is to edge you. To show you a much better way. Edging. Guiding. But of course, we know what they did to it. (laughs) I said, but of course, we know what they did to it. But of course, we know what it became. Me, I have no doubt as I stand here that some people who call themselves shepherds, you have a lot to answer to God for what you turn the shepherd into become. I have no such doubt. Some people turned it into an extortion office to extort money. If me as your pastor, I was extorting money, Edging. That's the responsibility. I can only edge you. Young man, serve the Lord. Yeah, serve the Lord. Serve God. I can only edge you. Serve God. Edging you. Guiding you. Yeah. The church is quiet. Anyway, let me round up by saying it is important to be thankful for the servants of God. It is very easy to become ungrateful and discontented with the servants God, God has said to you. When Moses was leading the children of Israel, they became discontented and began to speak many evil things about him. Instead of being thankful to God, God has sent them one of the greatest prophets that led them. They were filled with evil spirits and grumbled continuously against the servants of God. <laughs> I have many stars of reading. As you develop the spirit of thankfulness, you learn to be appreciative of God's servants. God's servants are God's gift to you. I like what Bishop said here. When God wants to be kind to you, he will send you a man of God. When God wants to be kind to you, he will send you Ephesians 4.11 and he gave gifts unto men. What were the gifts? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, 
pastors and teachers. So when God wants to be kind to you, what does he give you? He, he doesn't give you money. He gives you a pastor. He gives you a servant of God. He gives you an apostle. He gives you an evangelist. So pastors are God's gifts to you. But we know how you have treated your gift. Yes. You have insulted your gift. You have maligned your gift. Now it's hot. Look at me like that. I like it. Yeah. You have backbited your gift. So some will sit in church many years without blessings. Because you have treated disdainfully the gift God sent to you. For many years I was a gift in some people's life. They just didn't know it. Don't don't be fooled when you hear them calling me names. My reverend, my apostle, my director for my life. (laughs) Don't don't mind them. What is it? Pop. Popsito. Pop. Papito. Don't mind them. My personal reverend. My personal person. My PP, my personal person. Yes. This week, quiet time, man. Don't miss it. In fact, tomorrow's quiet time. Don't miss it. It's going to be hot. My rev. Hi. My life coach. Oh, yeah. One day I believe sincerely that God will show you a video of your life without his gift in your life. And then he will show you your life with his gift in your life. And then he will show you another video of all that you could have become with his gift in your life. You may not know. You are a pharmacist, right? You are pharmacists, right? How did you become a pharmacist? Who taught you? Somebody taught you. Did someone teach you? Someone, are you sure? Somebody taught you? You, the way you are, you can become by, just by yourself. But did somebody teach you? That person was her gift to becoming what she's become today. Mention any profession. You did banking and finance. You did accounting. You did technology. You did something. Whatever you are, it was because of that person your path crossed with for four years. Your path crossed with with three years. Your path have crossed with a pastor. What are you becoming? So he will show you a video of your life without his gift. Then he will show you a video of your life with his gift. And then he will show you a third video of what your life could have become if you had appreciated his gift in your life. And those three scenarios are not the same. The first scenario, your life without his gift. And the scenario of now your life with his gift, they are not the same. And what your life would have become with his gift. They are not the same. They are all different. If you like, go and give birth to your child today. Keep your child in your room 
for 20 years. When you bring that child out, he's nothing but a dullard, a bomb bomb. His brain is dead. Everybody God has deposited in your life has helped you to get to where you are. The pastor is not an exception. The pastor is not an exception. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, the pastor is not an exception. Look deep down. Oh. Can you, there are, there, there are, there, they, okay. They don't want me to read it. I'll read it. These men are your gift. Thank you. They are ex- an expression of God's love to you. I am an expression of God's love to you. You just don't know it. Your pastors are an expression of God's love to you. He loved you and then he said, I'll send you that man. Yes. You, the man has come. And you are saying, he doesn't speak Luya. <laughs> you, the man has come here. You are saying, he doesn't speak Kalenjin. He doesn't speak Luo. What were you expecting? You see, John the Baptist came and they didn't know him. So one day Jesus asked, when you went out to the wilderness, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine apparels that he said, no, they live in the palace. You would have found them in the palace. If you went out looking for men dressed in nice, John the Baptist was no one. You will find such men in the palace. Look at it. What went ye out into a wilderness? A reed shaking with the wind. Verse 8. But what went ye out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. A reed shaking in the wind. You Did you go out to see a man that is not stable? What pastor did you go out to see? When the wind blows, he goes here. John the Baptist was strong. He was not a reed in the wind. Some of you, what you hate is a strong pastor. You want the kind of pastor when he finishes teaching, you come and te- tell him your nonsense. Pastor, next time tone down you have the liver to go and correct the pastor in his teaching. Why say masturbation in public? Why are you talking about teeth and milking? Yes. A, a reed with demonstration. A reed, a reed shaking with the wind. And he, was, he told them he was not that kind of a man. He called out kings. He told kings of their evil deeds. He called out Herod and uh, Herodias on their misdemeanor. He, he wasn't a reed shaking in the wind. Some of you just want a reed shaking with the wind. Yeah, some people, they sit in front of me and they talk some way. If I had my own way, I would crawl across the table and give them a slap. You should see them talking. I'm not a reed shaking in the wind. If you like, change your church. And I've been announcing to you to change your church. Why you are still coming, I don't like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Ah. 
the other day Manchester United drew a match. Which they should have comfortably won. Due to the fault of a mugu. Do you know mugu? Do you know mugu? You don't know mugu? Mugu. If I were the coach, that guy would never touch my football till the day he dies. A, A leader has come who is strengthening the team. Tough training. Do you understand? And they are doing better than they have ever done. A real leader has come. Everybody who came before this coach were a reed shaking with the wind. Every leader who came to that place. And then now, John the Baptist came. They interviewed you. You opened your mind. You said, I have nothing to prove. The moment you say you have nothing to prove, you are not playing. I'm looking for people who have something to prove. In my ministry, I'm looking for people to prove to me that they have a calling. I have collected people who have nothing to prove before. <laughs> Are you here? Anyway, I finished. Rise up. We've closed on Maguire. <laughs> a parliamentarian in Ghana prophesied what happened the other day. Yes, he was speaking in parliament. He said, there is a certain footballer bought by Manchester United for how many millions of pounds? He was called to be a defender. Bought to be a defender. Even when the opponents don't score, he scores for them. Yes, he's a prophet. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the Word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.